Welcome to the Pencils and Lipstick Podcast, a weekly podcast for writers. Grab a cup of coffee, perhaps some paper and pen, and enjoy an interview with an author, a chat with a writing tool creator, perhaps a conversation with an editor or other publishing expert, as well as Kat's thoughts on writing and her own creative journey. You'll laugh, you'll cry, well, hopefully not actually cry, but you will probably learn something, and I hope you'll be inspired to write, because as I always say, you have a story, you should write it down. This is Pencils and Lipstick. Hello, writers. Welcome to Pencils and Lipstick. This is episode 166. I'm Kat Caldwell, your hostess. Today, we have an interview with Amy Van Sant, who is the founder of AuthorsXP.com. And she's not only the founder, but she is the woman behind the website. Um, AuthorsXP.com is a promotional website for authors more specifically for indie authors, although anyone could really use it. We go into the details of how it works, and I talk about how it has helped me grow my reader's newsletter. And before we get started into this first part of the podcast, let me just apologize because I can't seem to find my words this week. So we shall see how this part goes where it's just me talking. It should probably be prohibited, honestly at least this week, but I am going to try to get there. There are some exciting things happening here at Pencils and Lipstick. I was talking to Mark, my awesome assistant, the guy that helps me behind the scenes with the podcast, and he had some really great ideas. And I am going to give credit where credit is due to Roland Denzel, who will be on the show in a few weeks. He also gave me a couple great ideas. So the biggest news that is coming is book of the week to the podcast. I am working with software companies and different, you know, writing tools um, to talk to you guys about their products here. I also run little ads for them only for products that I have used and products that I love. For example, Stacey Juba's Pro Writing Aid, Scrivener, Author Accelerator, Plotter, Those are all sort of these business promotions that I do just to let you guys know what's out there and to let you guys know what I use, (laughs) because that's basically what I use. Now for you all, I have had a couple authors ask me if they could promote their book on the podcast and it is finally possible. It took me a long time to just figure out the logistics of it and honestly to have the bandwidth to be able to do it. But we're going to call it book of the week. And so we are gathering interest. It will cost $15 and your podcast will have its own audio ad right at the beginning of the podcast of the episode. Now you're going to be able to put your book up to be chosen every month. Um, Doesn't mean that it will be chosen every month. And I probably will keep it to about once every five to six weeks, just so that we get variety. You can find out more about it at pencilsandlipstick.com. That's all spelled out. Pencilsandlipstick.com And you can click at the top book of the week, or you can go to pencilsandlipstick.com book of the week. The links will be in the show notes. It's only $15 to start out. And the ad will be about, about 60 to 90 seconds. So you can reach 
between five to 700 listeners every single week. And that's when the episode comes out. And then of course, people listen to episodes like the backlogs um, on weeks that the episode hasn't come out. So you could potentially reach hundreds, if not a thousand um, listeners to Pencils and Lipstick. You will also get Um, space on the Pencils and Lipstick Instagram page, and you will be promoted that week on pencilsandlipstick.com right on the homepage with links for people to go buy your book. So I think it's a really great opportunity. And I wanted to roll it out this week as we talk with Amy Van Sant about her author promotional site, Authors XP. I'm always looking for new ways to reach new audiences with my books. And so I thought that I would offer you guys this audience. I know that most of us writers are also avid readers. Lots of us are writers of fiction, but that doesn't mean that we don't read nonfiction. I love some memoir. And if you have a book out there that would be beneficial to writers, at such as a craft book or maybe a prompt book, don't hesitate to fill out the form because I think that would be interesting to the audience as well. Now, this last few weeks, um, at the beginning of the year, I put up a self-imposed deadline that I would be done with Cornered by January 20th. And what do you know, January 20th is tomorrow as I record this. Um, And actually, I am like, almost there. So I told you guys a few weeks ago that I had taken out a few characters. I had moved things around. And as I talk to other writers and as I get different coaching clients, some people have asked me if that's what they are supposed to do. And I don't ever want to tell you guys what you are supposed to do. You don't have to put in self-imposed deadlines. You don't have to go back and take out characters. I am just taking it slow with this book. I do suggest that you sit on a book a little bit, that you read it, that you think a lot about it later, that you try to look at the setting and the other characters and see how they're intertwined and how you can make them stronger. I've talked to a couple writers who can do that really quickly. Um, I've talked to a couple writers who don't want to do that at all. (laughs) And that's why they come looking for a coach or a developmental edit. And that's okay too. Sometimes you're just so close to work that you need some different eyes on it. But this goes into something that I saw on Twitter the other day where a woman sort of frantically tweeted out that an editor had told her that she was about 50,000 words over. She had a a contemporary romance, and she finished it at 140,000 words. And she asked anybody else if they'd ever been, you know, told that before and, and kind of implying like, what is this editor talking about? Are they saying the right thing or not? And I wrote her back and said, I was told that as well. I was in exactly, almost exactly the the same position as you. I was at 130,000 for historical romance. And historical romances are allowed a few thousand more words than contemporary romance. And I told her, you know, it was the best advice that I had been given for my first book to cut 40,000 words. Now that's really hard to do. Um, a, it's hard to process that, and it's then it's hard to like piece the book back together because you have to find those 40,000 words, and that can sometimes require cutting characters and cutting certain scenes. Um, <laughs> because I cut two characters, of course, I had to really amp up 
different characters. And I do think that the book is better for it. Um, I had a couple aha moments and I'm pretty excited for those. Um, but I also cut a couple scenes and I went looking for a scene the other day um, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> so apparently I cut it. And I just want to tell you, you know, it is possible to do, I did it with my first book. I am doing it with this one. I, I didn't cut 40,000 words with this one. Um, but it is possible to cut scenes. It is possible to go back. It feels overwhelming at first, but but more than anything, I think what we're slightly afraid of as newer authors is that the words that we cut won't ever come back almost. Um, that how will you possibly write uh, the scenes that aren't there? <laughs> you know, like there's a hole in my book and now I have to piece it together and I have to write more. Now, if you've written 140,000 words and I assume you've you know, done some homework and on, on writing and you've read quite a bit and you're doing your best. I just want to tell you that the words will, will come. Um, you will be able to write them. And here's the interesting thing. You'll probably be able to write them better. Why? Because you've already written 140,000 words. For some reason, we tend to think that, um, that our writing can't somehow improve. I don't know why. You know, when we've decided that the book is done, we've probably read it hundreds of times and tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it. And a lot of times that tweaking is more like um, tweaking the dialogue or making sure that there aren't any typos, you know, and maybe deleting a few things here or there. But when you've been told to delete a chunk of it um, and you have to then make some transitions between the, those vast spaces, that can be scary. And there's this fear that you're not going to be able to do it. But I want to tell you that you can absolutely do it. You know, when, when glitches happen and you lose, like literally lose scenes, I don't know about you, but I freak out because it sucks. You've, you've lost time. You've lost words. And oh my gosh, how is this? How am I ever going to get, <laughs> get those words back? How am I ever going to write it again? And the, the truth is that you can't and you will probably do it better. So I just want to give you some encouragement. If you've possibly decided on your own that you need to delete some things, you can do it. You can delete. And in fact, you don't have to delete as I did. You can, you know, put it on a different file if you want. But to be fair to yourself, you can delete it and you can rewrite it and you can, you know, make transitions and, and all those things. And it, you can do it well because you're a writer. And if you've lost some writing lately, let me just encourage you that you can write it again and you'll probably write it better. Why? Because everything that you do more often than one, two, three, four, ten, a hundred times, you're going to do better we can do this. We can get through our books. Uh, we can write them to the best of our ability. We can send them off to editors. We can accept graciously the editor's thoughts and improvements on our books. We can do this because it's all part of being a writer. We definitely have to have our hearts out there on our sleeves, don't we? We have to accept a lot of criticism and accept a lot of advice. And sometimes we don't take all of it, but we can be gracious in it, right? So as I go through and my self-imposed deadline looms, I think that I will almost make it. Um, I also have tomorrow, January 20th, 
my favorite contest in the entire world, the NYC Midnight Short Story Contest. And that is when I get placed into a certain um, genre with with a premise idea and two characters or two words or something like that, that I have to use in the short story. And I have until midnight on Friday, until midnight from midnight on Friday, until midnight on Saturday to write the short story. I think it's like 2000 words that I'm allowed maybe. Um, and I participated last year and I just had an absolute blast and I cannot wait to do it again. Um, so I might not hit cornered, you know, like finished, finished, but it should be Sunday or Monday. And then I am going to just close (laughs) the, the Scrivener file on it and look for an editor. And I'm specifically looking for a male editor this time because it is a male character. And then I am going to wait for them to give me feedback and graciously take their feedback. That's what I'm going to do. And in the meantime, I'm going to go back to Crossing Thamora and and work on that. I'm also working on some writing retreats. So we will be having an online writing retreat. Um, Marcy, Renee, and I will be co-hosting an online writing retreat this year, and we will be having an in-person writing retreat. And those are taking up quite a bit of mental space. (laughs) It's probably why I can't find words to speak, but um, I'm excited for those and I'm excited to see people. I'm excited to share Spain with people for the in-person writing retreat. I'm excited to learn about how to set up an online um, writing retreat. It's going to be different than a summit. Um, There might be a couple different lectures, but it's going to be mostly workshops, you know, where people come pen in hand. So we're going to have some short story writing there. Um, We're going to have some blurb writing. We're going to have some memoir, possibly poetry. It's going to be really fun. Um, And it's going to be two days intensive writing workshop online. And so anyone can come. Absolutely anybody can come. Um, And once I get the hang of it, I I hope to branch out possibly and do a Spanish speaking one in the near future. Um, there's so many ideas guys that I want to do, but there's only so much time. So (laughs) I can already see the, the calendar year just sort of disappearing, (laughs) you know, with all these things that I want to get done, um, and all the things that we have planned already to do, but right here on the pencils and lipstick podcast, we are going to get into our interview before we do that. And before we get into the sponsorship of the week, I want to remind you about the book of the week. Think about it. Fill out the form. Um, Filling out the form is just interest. And then we talk about it and we record it. And I want to remind you that if you like the show to please support it by sharing it, liking it on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Uh, Share it with your writing friends. Maybe share it on your newsletter, what you're listening to, what what speaker interview you really liked. It would really help the podcast get to more people. Um, And if you want to support the show monetarily, you can always click the links below. Um, If you're looking for writing tools, writing products, software, those are all affiliate links below. You can promote your book on the show, or you can just um, become a member of the Buy 
buymeacoffee.com forward slash pencils lipstick site. You get access to different writing PDFs and writing tools there. You get access to the videos um, of the interviews there. And I'll be starting to do some Q&A over there as well. So this is a value for value podcast. As I bring you value, you can bring me value through buying the writing tools through my affiliate links, through advertising your book, through sharing the podcast, or becoming a monetary supporter on buymeacoffee.com. I appreciate all of you guys out there listening. I see you all in the um, Emirates. I think that's fascinating that you guys are listening and in Australia and in Canada and in England and Germany. Hello. Um, And of course, in America as well. If you guys need to get a hold of me, you want to tweet at me, you can tweet me at Pencils Lipstick. The, The Pencils and Lipstick Instagram is Pencils and Lipstick, all spelled out. My Instagram is catcaldwell.author, and you can find a lot of things about the show at pencilsandlipstick.com, and you can even email me from there as well. Stacey Juba has a new masterclass available, and it's free. It's called How to Create Your Editing Game Plan and Fast Track Your Book, Three Costly Mistakes to Avoid. Inside this free on-demand masterclass, you'll learn the four stages of editing, types of editors and what they do, and the average cost of publishing a book. You'll also walk away knowing why hiring an editor too early can be an expensive mistake, the differences between high-level and low-level edits so that you can aim high, and the basics of the self-editing framework that Stacey Juba has taught to hundreds of authors. You'll also learn about a course that I, Kat, have gone through and highly recommend. Stacy's signature program, Book Editing Blueprint, a step-by-step plan to making your novels publishable. You know that I can't recommend Stacy Juba's courses highly enough. I think that you should click the link below after this interview and watch this special masterclass on editing. Amy Van Sant is a USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestselling author. She has written over 30 books, including the fun, thrilling She McQueen series, the rollicking, twisty Pineapple Port Mysteries, and the action-packed Kilty Urban Fantasies. And you can toss in a couple of romances and YA fantasies for her nieces. She has also created a website dedicated to helping authors promote their books and build their audience called AuthorsXP.com. I encourage all of you writers out there to head on over to AuthorsXP.com. Links are in the show notes after the interview to check out what she can do for you promoting and selling your book. And if you're a reader, I encourage you to go over there as well and see how you can be part of the Authors XP giveaways, how you can become one of the ARC or beta readers, and much more. All right, welcome back everyone to Pencils and Lipstick. Today I have with me Amy Van Sant. I'm very excited to have her. Hello, Amy. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Um, before we get started, would you just tell everyone a little bit about you, if in case they don't know who you are? Hi, Amy Van Sant. I'm an author of mostly mysteries, little urban fantasy, little romance. Um, 
And I started Authors XP, which is a marketing site for authors because I was an author and I was getting frustrated. So <laughs> I figured I'd make my own solution. So are you an indie author? Yes. Okay. So how long have you been an author? And like, at what point did Authors XP, I mean, did, because it's such a big idea as we go into this, <laughs> at what point in your career did you decide that you were going to also do that? Uh, well, it's, it started a lot smaller. Um, I think, not totally sure, to be honest with you. I think my first book came out in 2015. Um, I'd always been a writer, but I had uh, stopped <laughs> yeah. for some reason because I started a, a web development firm. So I was making more of money, obviously, doing websites than books. So it, I started to sort of exclusively do that. And then sometime in, I guess, 2014, I thought, what am I doing? I was always supposed to be a writer. And unfortunately, by the time I, I realized that you could publish on Amazon and all that kind of stuff, um, I'd already missed that. Yeah, that <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> so that kind of sucks. But anyway, I plugged away at it. And, um, and I just started to get frustrated that it seemed like everybody else in the world had control over what art, what marketing I could do. You know, I could only do yeah. so much. I had to pour money into it every step of the way. And I didn't know what would work and what wouldn't. Um, and I, by that time, I had started talking to uh, other authors. And I thought, wow, we could really do something if we all got together and shared each other's books in our individual newsletters, you know, to compound right. what we were doing. So that's how it started. It, it was just supposed to be a newsletter swap. Mm. And then um, turns out authors because we're very busy and we often have other jobs and whatnot, people just weren't thinking about doing the swaps and it, it wasn't really clicking the way I hoped it would. So okay. I started to do um, sort of a daily deal newsletter, uh, kind of book bub-esque, obviously much smaller. And uh, then as that started to pick up, then authors would say to me, hey, you know, I wish you had reviews. So I added that. And, and then I thought, okay. oh, I should do giveaways so people can build their newsletters. So then I started that. And so basically where I am now has a little bit of everything, but it was all, you know, recommendations from other authors. Of what sure. It's grown really fast though. I mean, if you publish in 2015 and maybe this is around. Oh yeah. I think I started this in 20, I want to say 17. Okay. So it started, I mean, a lot of authors are told start your newsletter, right? Indie authors, and then start with swaps. And the biggest problem with that especially new authors it's like a what do I write in my newsletter how do I get people on my newsletter <laughs> you know and then and then you can only swap so much because you have one book and then a lot of times you know it, it's a lot of work <laughs> let's just yeah. say yeah There's I was just talking to an author the other day who got into some swap where um they had to do they had to dedicate basically their newsletter to the swap. Mm. So they were sending out a newsletter every day featuring a different author because of this group. And then her numbers, of the people that were following her were dropping because they were tired of getting so much. Yeah. That, well, There's that's a lot of things. That's interesting because authors are not necessarily marketing geniuses. And so what might seem like a great idea, send out one email a day, actually yeah. flops <laughs> fantastically because everyone unsubscribes and then you can't 
<laughs> put them back on and, and you're stuck with like a smaller list afterwards, which is yeah. exactly the opposite of what you want well, to you have. You get happen. so many emails as it is. You sort of have to, the, the way I do it with uh, people that I swap with is we kind of created a, a little group of our own. And then I said, look, anytime somebody has something that they want to share, you know, like a sale or a new release, just post it, but send it. I made an email that sends it to all of us. Just send it. If we can do it, we'll do it. If we can't, we can't. No pressure. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you get in somebody's newsletter. Sometimes you don't. It's just the way it works out. And that way, when people do send their newsletter anyway, organically, if they can fit my book in, great. If they can't, if the timing's off, it's on. So I would recommend yeah. that to authors to start little groups. I've tried on Authors XP to facilitate that and create little, you know, like groups. But it's just people are... Just too, it's it's too much to organize for them. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of hand holding, I would say. But that's not a bad idea. Is that at least as, aside from having these other marketing tools to find a group of authors that you know you have sort of similar tastes or or you you mm -hmm. feel comfortable sharing their books and sort of doing that on your own as a group. I mean, we got Google Docs, Google Drive, like all these things yeah. that people could do for and sure. But low maintenance. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, there's, I mean, I, I send out, you know, I join swaps and groups and stuff, but I only do it with my newsletter. And I really think that that, at least for my audience works the best. I can't email them 500 times a week. They will, yeah. they will leave. <laughs> well, plus it's a, it's a good thing because now my newsletters that I send out for me, they kind of follow a pattern. It's Usually, uh, here's what I've got going on very briefly, not like buy, buy, buy my books, just if something new is happening or right. I'm having a sale. And then I'll have like a cute little story, usually about my dog. And then I'll have um, a link to the giveaway at Authors XP so they can sign up to win things if, if they want. And then the whole bottom of it will be three or four or six books from friends of mine, basically, that are having sales or new releases. So it becomes, um, a value add for the people that I'm mailing to. They're like, oh, I know her newsletter. It always comes with deals from other authors. So right. I'm not yeah. And that, that'll make them at least open it, right? To right. sort of scroll through and check it out. Um, so we know I've had Story Origin I, um, and they've talked a little bit. I haven't had Book Funnel yet, but how does Authors XP differ in it in the marketing sense for indie authors and things from um, story origin and and I don't know maybe if if it's a little bit the same but could you give us a background of what Authors XP does and then sort of how how it differs or or is similar? I'm not familiar with story origin as far as what oh it's they like book provide. funnel it's the same yeah. as book funnel yeah <laughs> I, did, I mean because I have my own thing I don't usually <laughs> you don't have time to know everything <laughs> <laughs> it's weird but um it is weird <laughs> I mean I think the thing that makes me different is a, that I've got so many different things. Um, yes. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to build your followers on social media, you can do that. If you want to build your personal newsletter, you can do that. If you want, if you just do like a cheap, I keep my daily deal newsletter to $10 for others. So, you know, if you want to send out to about 100,000 readers for 10 bucks, you can do that. Um, and then I have spotlights, which feature a whole series by an author or, or a combination of books that are related by a single author, which I think, I could be wrong, but I think I was one of the first people to do that. Uh, it started to show up 
I think written word media is doing it now and a couple other people. I swear, I think they got it from me. <laughs> but to me, it just made sense. I mean, you want to push your series and if you've yeah. got a new release, you can do a mailing where the first book is, you know, free or 99 cents. And then you've got your middle books and then you, and you have your new release maybe. So, yeah, of course. I mean, you want the people to know that it's a series, not just, right, you know, right. right. I was surprised nobody was and it, yeah. it made me frustrated because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to, you know, call one of these other marketing people that I was working with, um, you know, the Robin Roos, <laughs> today, and all those, and say, "Hey, why can't we do this?" But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I have done it. <laughs> so you just did it. I and the the thing about Authors XP, and I found you guys a couple months ago. I think you were on Novel Marketing Show. Um, but it could have been another podcast because as my audience knows, that's, that's, that's what I do when I, I'm walking the dog is listen to podcasts. And I had not known about you. So I was getting a bit frustrated with um, using book funnel and story origin, which are great tools, you know, not, I still use them, but you sort of end up in the same loop sometimes. And I did <laughs> here's here's my problem I didn't want to start my own give like swap because I don't have the time to do it so I was just trying to find swaps that other people have put together but they were either too long or they didn't really fit and then some of the other marketing sites might be great but they're pretty pricey like yeah. written word media they have a huge um newsletter list you know like 350,000 or whatever you know kind of depends on the genre but they're they're pricey so when I heard about you, I went straight to your website <laughs> and I was surprised how many things you had, um, like the, the newsletter builder was, it has been amazing for me. I mean, I have kind of gotten to that point where you're a little stuck, you know, you're like pushing it out on social media and you're, you know, but you sort of get in that loop with, with story origin or that like everyone's already signed up for right. everyone's newsletter. So you're just sort of in the same circle. Um, so it's. It's been amazing. I think I've added a thousand um, signups. You know, of course, some people unsubscribe or whatever, but that's maybe joining three newsletter signups, maybe four. Mm -hmm. um, so, for anyone who's looking for like to get out of that little slump, um, it's it's been great for me, and I I've been telling people to try it out. But how how do you keep your <laughs> prices so low? <laughs> like. Is, is that just a conscious decision? Like how, what makes you decide to do that? The key is not getting rich. <laughs> <laughs> that not being a goal on your, your vision board. <laughs> well, I just, I mean, because I'm an author and I, I basically, I can feel like what things are worth, like what mm. I'd be willing to pay for it. So I try and keep it to that, you know, yeah. and, and everybody's different. I, I mean, I've, I've had readers tweet me and say, oh, I would never pay 99 cents for a book it's just like i mean there's somebody who you know you're probably not going to sell on a lot of things and then other people right. think oh my god you're so cheap so it just depends on yeah what's well, but, well plus i like to try and find ways to save money um like i'm super excited about um the facebook teams that i'm doing now okay so after many years of, of, of slogging away at facebook ads i i've got it figured out to do them about as well as you can, but it still is very expensive for a single author. So I yeah. thought, well, why wouldn't I just do these like my mailing list and have multiple authors in an ad and then 
it's basically a giveaway. And then at the end, all the authors get the list of the people from Facebook who signed up, which will keep the list, you know, fresher so that, like you said, you don't end up in that loop of the same people who sign up for promo sites and whatnot. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, did you just roll that out or did I just see it? Is yeah, it's only been like two or three months, I think. I I think it's an impressive idea. <laughs> like, and <laughs> thank goodness you know how to do it. <laughs> it's like one of those ideas that you might think, oh, this would be great to do, but nobody really, you know, knows how, like Facebook ads are still scary sometimes. And I don't know. And that's a lot of work behind it. So tell us, like, it's basically you sign up to be part of a group and you at Authors XP run the ads. Right, right. So instead of you as an author running your own ad and trying to, I guess usually you're trying to sell your books um, and you send a link right to Amazon, <clears throat> which, you know, nine times out of 10, unless you get actually 10 times out of 10, you're not going to make more money than you're putting into the ads, um, right. at least not right away. Maybe eventually enough people will read through a deep series that you could make your money back, but um, you're definitely never gonna get rich with one or two books. Um, so what this is, is instead of sending people to buy books with the ads, I'm sending them to the Authors XP site to sign up for a giveaway where, where they'll win books from authors. Um, and I'll, I'll do a mix of the authors that are involved and then also maybe throw in, you know, a, a bestseller. And people sign up for it. And the people signing up are from Facebook, which is everybody. Right. They are not people that only sign up to promo sites. They're just people who read that I'm targeting. Um, right. So they, they, they're, it's a, like a fresh breeze when it comes to promo sites to get these people. And... Um, they win books and you get the list at the end to add to your newsletter. So then you can market them your books. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's an amazing idea and I'm surprised that people haven't, haven't done it before. You are on the I was surprised I had <laughs> But I mean, it does sort of require like a figuring out how to do the ads as effectively as possible. Yeah, it's true. Took years basically. And B, um, you know, having a whole bunch of authors that you can come in with you. So I happen to have those two things going for me. Yes, yes. I mean, it's it's great that you have sort of figured this out and that you are like that tool that we can go to and be like, please. Um, you just call me a tool. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> authors XP is a tool. Sorry. They're <laughs> having too good a time here. Um, so you have you have the Facebook ads. But you also do, and that's as a group, like a giveaway. What's what's amazing for that, like you said, is um, usually when you do your ads, which I've done, I've dabbled, and I I haven't yet for books. I haven't really done. I've done it for other things. That, but you're right. You're not going to make your money back. It's almost like a psychological thing. Like if I didn't sell enough books to make the money back, it doesn't. Yeah. It, like it feels frustrating. Whereas if I'm running ads for something else where I don't expect to make money, but I want signups more than anything. That's not as frustrating. <laughs> but I love that that it's not going to Amazon. That's not your expectation there. So they're winning a book. The other difference for you too um, is that you can sign up as an author. You can sign up to give your like you give away one book. So as, like two people win the whole batch, right? Like all of the yeah. Books. I usually do it that way. It's more out of habit than anything else at this point. But I, I feel like. If people think there's two chances they might win all the books, yeah, they just like that little extra push off the cliff to get them to sign up. 
I mean, it doesn't cost us much, like 30 cents or, you know, a couple to send yeah. um, ebooks to people. But I also really enjoy that you can sign up as an author to possibly send a, a print book if you want. So like I always sign up for that. And I just find it like this little touch. It costs me, I send it media mail and it's three eighty or something. <laughs> you know, like, and I have books printed because I because I have books printed. You know, so I think it's it's just this like little personal touch, you know, like of course you're only getting to one reader at a time, but still like I I don't know. For me, I enjoy it. Like I can send out the ebook and then send out a little um a print book. And I always get an email when people receive it. They're like, they're so excited. Hopefully yeah, they like it, the book, it, you know, take a picture of it and stuff for social media. Yeah. Yeah. You know, giving them a little note. I just, I find that a really nice added touch that you can, that you can choose to be part of. Um, and like you said, then you get the, the list that you can add to your, to your reader's newsletter. Um, but on Facebook, you also do social media as well, right? Yeah, I have a, I guess some other, who's that, that other person? Um, uh, book sweeps. I think they do, you know, builders for book club and things like that. And I used to do them as individual events. And then I thought, why bother? It could just be like a, it's a rolling thing now. So basically I have a, a page where people can win a Kindle every month. I give one away. Oh. And every time they follow somebody on any social media that I have listed there, um, they get an entry. So, you know, I have people who come and they follow everybody. And I have other ones who just follow the mystery writers or just follow right. the romance writers. Um, but if you sign up for that, it's just a guarantee you'll get 200 followers. And I don't take you off the page until you have the 200. So if it takes a week, if it takes a year, it doesn't matter. You're, you're there for the long haul. So you can, it's like a set it and forget it kind of thing. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't actually know about this one. <laughs> now I'm going to have to go and, and sign up for that. Um, what I What's really interesting, it's like with Authors XP, I've started out really, really slow. I get your newsletter and I read it um, and I see like the new things that are happening. And maybe it's just because I got a little bit tired of sort of the other way of doing it, which again, it's no big deal <laughs> to do like book funnel and story origin. They, they have their place and they're awesome. Um, but you have so many different things for, for authors. Um, do you get feedback from them? Like, do you have people who have been with you for a while and they just, they have, you know, do you have success stories? Oh yeah. Actually, they're all over the site. I have testimonials and whatnot because it occurred to me at some point that I should probably keep them, <laughs> put them somewhere so people can see. Um, I probably the bottom line on that is if someone's unhappy for any reason, all they have to do is tell me and I'll refund them, um, which came from some of my early frustration. Uh, somebody I won't name a group I advertised with and I was really, really trying to push a new release. And they said if I signed up for this extra special like $200 thing that they really, you know, knock it out the park. And I was trying to go up the, the ladder here. So it was a big deal for me to spend the money and yeah. I got, that was the only thing I had running at the time because it was a, maybe three weeks after release and I got zero sales. No. <laughs> so I knew it was zero from them and I was a new author. So I wasn't getting really a lot of orders from other places yet. So like I could really see that it was a failing there and I let them know 
And they told me that they, A, wouldn't give me my money back and B, uh, wouldn't let me put money towards something else. And C, said it was probably my book's fault. Um, oh, which I had already advertised with a bunch of other people and had been really successful with it. So I yeah. knew it was my book's fault. You know, right. Zero sales is not your book's fault because somebody's going to take a chance out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was leaving. And yeah. that was also one of the things that pushed me to start this site because I was like, I am going to start the site. And if people are ever unhappy with anything I do, I'm just going to give them their money back and move on because I, I, I want people to be happy. And if you are confused about what I have or what's been done or, you know, anything, you can email me anytime. And I'm a psycho about keeping things out of my inbox. So I have to answer everybody. And that that's primarily why I've got people that have been, you know, using the sites at the beginning and still are, and just been doing everything that I offer because they know if anything goes wrong, I'm right there. Yeah. I, I mean, you're, you're always informing us what, like through the, the newsletter and, you know, you guys have with Authors XP, you have the readers that sign up, right? So part of this works because readers sign up, they stay on your like the the reading newsletter and they they receive the promotions, the daily deals and all that that stuff. But also the authors will then also push, you know, their whatever giveaway they're part of or whatever, you know, whatever things that they've signed up for as well. But it doesn't only you don't only lean on the other authors because so sometimes, you know, if you're paying for um, another site to do this, unfortunately, with your your story, some you don't you don't know if they're pushing unless maybe you're on every single one of their newsletters. I don't know. You'd really have to follow up with everyone, however yeah. they're doing it. Nobody right? has the time to do that. Nobody has the time. But you know, zero zero um, sales is pretty suspicious. But on the other hand, the other ones, you know, if you're starting out with Book Funnel, you're really depending on the authors to do their part. And of course, they have mechanisms in place for, you know, kicking people out or whatever. But that also requires whoever is running that newsletter, sign up or giveaway or whatever to kick the person out and to follow <laughs> up. And what, you know, you're, you're relying on so many things. What I love about Authors XP is, you have the author's XP newsletter. You have the other authors. People are excited. It only runs for one week. <laughs> I really love that because sometimes things run for a month and I feel like I need to push it, but it's the same thing. And so I feel yeah. like if everyone on my list already looked and they already picked whatever, then, you know, I'll push it twice, but you know, five times, six times, you can't push the same thing. Um, am I talking you up enough? Because I love this. <laughs> Have I convinced everyone here? Um, you also, for readers, you have a couple other things. You have, like, you can become a beta reader. How does that work? How do people sign up for that? I certainly noticed that some of the readers were writing, writing me, and like, they wanted to talk to authors, interact with mm -hmm. authors. They loved, you know, looking for typos and, and things like that. So I know that I, I run my personal books through, like, 900 editors and there's still readers yes. in me and say oh you forgot the period at the end of the sentence or you know this comma's missing so um i just thought that would be kind of fun to to let readers do things like that yes it because they will find them <laughs> yeah well and they also become fans of the author so it's sort of that's true but it's like a three-pronged thing it's like i hook up the author 
with the readers. The readers provide a service, basically. Um, and then the readers usually end up talking to the author, becoming friends with the author, becoming fans of the author. And, um, you know, it can get a little evangelical for them. So it's nice to have these people that you've made connections with. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. I mean, as an author, you appreciate it where somebody's, they almost feel like they're working with you rather than mm-hmm. on Goodreads. I feel like people have their pencil with a vengeance just ready to go out and slam you. <laughs> Goodreads is terrifying. <laughs> it, is ter- it has become the most terrifying place in the whole world. <laughs> and uh, I like really started because um, somebody was pushing it like uh, 18 months ago. So I was like, oh, I should get back on Goodreads. But it's like, I regret it. <laughs> I regret every every minute of it. Well, it's just um, the atmosphere isn't the same. It's not a collaboration. It's more of like, how can I get this author? (laughs) Like, how can I stab them in the back? Whereas this is more of a collaboration, like you said, where they want to have a little more um, contact with the author. And so they're like excited um, to help them out. Because as you said, once we've read this book 90,000 times, we can't see. No that typo anymore it's impossible it's a weird trick of the mind um even if you're really fanatical about typos and grammar you will still i I have a uh an author that was like it's in he's a um a line editor he's like it it's impossible but it's true my book has a typo (laughs) like yes because it's your story you know what it's supposed to say Uh, how is how does the read and review work for write for readers? So if a an author like uploads, they give permission to give one away to be reviewed by the readers. Yeah, I have like a, a little dashboard for the readers that sign up for a read and review, and so the author signs up, says I want reviews for this book. I send that book out to the readers, saying, you know, does anybody want to read and review this? Um, and then the ones that do sign up and then once they sign up they can download the book and um, which is provided by the author and um, then they review and they mark it reviewed when they're done so you can see who who reviewed and who did oh that's really interesting because reviews are like one of the hardest things yeah well and it takes like i need to get between 20 and 40 reviewers before i can get like eight reviews for an Mm -hmm. author for sure um, because people are people, you know, they get busy or they change their mind or they decide they don't like the book or they just never remember they even signed up for it. It was just a spur of the moment thing. So, um, so again, I try and make it one of those no pressure things. If, if you're the author and you've only got four reviews and you're supposed to get eight, um, I'll just send out the, the notice again and get new readers to come. Okay. So, that's really nice, though, because you're sending it out to the author's XP list of right. readers um, because <laughs> that sort of gets, again, outside of the author's um, bubble newsletter, you know, circle and finds mm-hmm. new people. And maybe they're, you know, and people looking to read specifically to review. Right. Right. And you don't, that's the thing. It's like I've got a personal newsletter of like 60,000 readers. but. I don't want to offer it to all of them to review because they're my audience. They're my right. you know, they're the people that will hopefully maybe give me a couple bucks to read my books. So right. the last thing I want to do is give it to all of them. Great. That would defeat the purpose of having a newsletter. Yes. 
and you're like that's a huge list. Sixty thousand is huge, but you're still always looking for new readers, right? Like, oh yeah, because that sixty thousand, I mean, was originally probably two hundred thousand, but you know, people come, people go, so you have to constantly feed the beast to, to keep the the readers that are really good. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I think of myself as a reader. I will devour maybe two or three of the same author and then I'll move on. Like I'm a very critical <laughs> reader, you know, so I always think of myself when I'm like, yeah, that person got, you know, tired of me and they left. Um, so what, what then is the difference for Authors XP of reading and reviewing and being a beta reader? Um, for oh, the beta readers are a pretty specific group. They're, they're people that probably signed up for read and review and, um, then on the site, readers, there's a page where they can sign up to be a beta reader. But the people that do that, they that's what they like to do. So mm. since I was having readers say, I want a beta read for authors, what can I do? I set up that, that page and then people signed up for it. And then whenever somebody says, I want somebody to, you know, read my book and let me know how on track, if, you know, they this is going to uh, click with audiences, then I'll send it out to that pretty small group of beta readers and the people that are interested in it because they're, you know, people have their genre, you know, yeah. I've got beta readers that only read science fiction and, you know, some that read everything. So I'll send it out and the ones that are interested will sign up and then the author sends them the book and gets beta stuff back. And I've, I've gotten rave reviews for that. Actually, I get a lot of um, authors that say, wow, I mean, these people sent me like four page <laughs> really about what they liked and what they didn't and they get into it. So. Really, that's interesting because finding beta readers, I mean, I feel like the romance writers, they can find their beta readers somehow, but sometimes it's it's difficult to find beta readers. I I almost gave up on it because like, I'm chasing after people. Did you read the book? Did you fill out the form? Did you like give me, or the feedback is like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> like, what? <laughs> yeah, well, really, I guess the people that sign up for it, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of them do just say, I liked it. Right. But some people are really get into it. Okay. Okay. And then you can, as a reader and an author, create an arc team through Authors XP as well. A street team, I guess. I don't know how many. There's so many different names for these things. (laughs) Yeah. I think I should call it arc team. Maybe that would be clear. Yeah. Who knows? um, I've got some mailing too out to, you know, all the, all the readers. And I just say here is this author who is looking for people to be on their arc team. And if it's a genre they like, they sign up. They just sign up. This is this is interesting because what Authors XP then has is a list of curated readers who really understand what they're doing. Because yeah. instead of going out and being like, do you want to be part of my street team? And having to have <laughs> meetings with people and explain to them what they're doing and then follow up with them. And because, I mean, with a street team, for anyone who doesn't know, it's when you're coming out with a new book and you're trying to like get the word out, right? So you're using, you know, readers who are kind of fans of your books. And a lot of times we're just asking anyone, <laughs> like, let's be honest, sometimes authors are just asking anyone to then read the book before it comes out, to be ready with their review, like the day it comes out, you know, to buy a copy, to tell other people, you know, sort of get this like, I don't know what to call it, like this ripple effect, right? It, it just ends up being a lot of running after people because they either don't understand it or they forget or they're not, they're just, you know, want to support you. <laughs> so they're not really into it. But with Authors XP, then you have like curated, they know what they're doing. They know what they're signing up for. 
I'm sure there are people who, you know, don't follow through, but, but there isn't as much, I don't know, maybe not as much running after them. Well, and there's multiple paths to it too, because, um, I mean, having my reader group from myself is the best thing in the world because I know as soon as I release the book, I'm going to have 30 reviews like in a couple of days and then I don't have to worry about it. The natural stuff happens, but, um, like if, if you're an author who wants a street team, you can sign up for the street team option on Authors XP, or you can do, even if you just do the, um, the reading review, you can keep those people. I mean, I'd be insane to think, you know, don't you ever contact them again about a future book? I mean, there's no way I can stop you from doing that. So either way, you can be constantly adding people to your own personal group of readers, um, which I highly recommend because, like I said, I don't even think about reviews anymore. I, I just it just happens for me. So right. So how many how many books do you have out? Thirty something. Thirty one. Holy cow. Okay. <laughs> You've written 30 books and put this site together and all these things in the last, how many years is that? Five years, six years, five, six years. You're insane. Do you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> and you answer all emails? Like you're making us look bad, Amy. Well, it helps when you, you had a, a web development firm and then like just, just the whole, everything changed, you know, people are all doing their own websites and whatnot. So like as the income goes down, you got to find other ways to make income. <laughs> This is true. But you being a web developer, like you have, you know, yeah, that, like, that was a big piece of the puzzle there, too. If I had to pay someone to build Authors XP, uh, it would have been it, uh, it wouldn't have been possible. It would have been. Too right. Expensive. Right. So you have that know how because I mean, um, yeah, I, I might get the idea. I mean, obviously, you already have it, but I wouldn't have known how to build it. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, somebody else will have to do that. So what you write cozy mystery and what else do you write? Um, I have an urban fantasy, uh, series, which is done now. And then I have the, what turned out to be a cozy mystery. I didn't write it as a cozy mystery originally, but that's the group that adopted it. So that's how I went going forward. Right. And then I have a, what I kind of call a, a cozy thriller in that it's, it's got more violence than a cozy mystery would have a more action. It's like a, a, a thriller thing, but, um, but I leave out the cursing and I don't get too gory and, you know, nothing really horrific, horrific happens. Um, so it's still for gentle readers. So that <laughs> wouldn't totally offend the fans that I already had for my cozy series. But, um, but if they wanted maybe a little more bite, they could kind of move up to this. I mean, that's a, that's a good idea though, right? That you didn't like, it might be a slightly different genre, but it's not completely yeah. different. Yeah, I, I would have been fine having it be a little rougher uh, than it is, but um, I knew from having an urban fantasy readership and the cozy readership that they didn't really overlap. The cozy people thought the urban fantasy stuff was weird mm. and, and, you know, it just didn't. It, I couldn't make the most out of my readership. So when I decided I wanted to write a thriller, I decided I'm just not going to do anything too crazy. <laughs> right. I mean, in the end, the, we still have to make money because you it takes time. Somehow it must take you five days to write a book if you've written 30 already. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half months. Two and a half months. Well, good yeah. for you. My goodness. So <laughs> do you write under Amy Van Sant? Yeah. All of, yeah. All of the genres? I couldn't even bear to, to have multiple personalities. 
that would it, 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 no, it's hard enough. I just combined everything. I used to have different street teams, one for the urban fantasy thing and one for the mysteries and whatnot. And even that was just too much work. So I just combined everything. And you know, if you like my books and you don't want to read one and you want to read the other, that's great. <laughs> just ignore me when I'm talking about the other one. So I feel you. You know what? It's interesting because like 30 years ago people were allowed to write whatever they wanted. <laughs> and, and sometimes you got a little confused with like Nora Roberts and you're like, wait, did she move from romance to mystery? Like, how did this happen? But that you still read it, you know, like other people. Sure, I mean, Stephen King has already always written horror, although his short stories are not horror. You know, he has sweet ones and, anyway. All that, I'm on my soapbox again because I write several <laughs> genres. I agree with you, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you get bored of writing the same thing all the time. And I, I only ended the uh, the urban fantasy because it just doesn't do it well as the mysteries. And I don't have the energy to pour into this whole other audience. So yeah. I just finished it up. So, but that's why, because you have all these books, you have, <laughs> you've curated your your readers list for the last eight years, I guess, or not, I guess eight I can't count when it's 2023, you know, the last few years. And <laughs> you've done these different things through Authors XP. I assume you use your the tools that Authors XP has between the like giveaways and things. You don't have to think of reviews anymore. So that's kind of where how Authors XP is helping newer writers like get to that point where if right. you know they can send out to their newsletter 60,000 people on a newsletter is a lot. <laughs> like, well, and I also that 60,000 it that is pretty highly curated because I'm pretty maniacal about knocking people off that like dead emails and things like that. So I'm not saying if you get a list from one of our giveaways, you'll never get a couple people that are dead emails because people do put bad emails into forms all the time, not thinking that that meant they couldn't possibly win because I wouldn't yeah. be able to contact them. <laughs> so silly. But it, it regularly cleans those off and whatnot. So it's, you know, there's lots of people that say they've got two, 300,000 people on their list and there's really only, you know, 60 viable people. So I'd, I'd rather have a really good smaller list than a huge yes. useless list. Yes. Oh, because you're going to pay for that big list anyway. Exactly. People are insane if they think <laughs> that so means anything. Yeah, I, you know. Well, and that's that's the thing. Like for anyone who's a newer writer and newer in the like, I have four books out, so I still consider myself compared to you a newer writer, even though we've been doing it at the same time. But you know, if you don't have as many books out, or you haven't worked on your author newsletter. Some of us come in late to the game, you know, like because life, um, like. If you use these tools, of course, some people are going to drop off. Maybe they just wanted to see if they would win or they didn't use the right email or typos. Yeah. Like I signed up for a course. I bought a course and I never got it. And I had to like frantically, you know, tell them I gave money and I had I put a typo in my my email, you know. <laughs> but that doesn't mean, you know, like I said in the beginning, I think I've gotten every time I use Authors XP, I get maybe 250 to 350, 350 emails. And I always assume 20% are going to bounce or, or drop off or unsubscribe. It's not a big deal. It's still building exponentially my list much faster than I could do it organically, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I try and keep them, like I said, as clean as possible. So, you know, you're not getting a bunch of useful, uh, useless stuff. So. Right. So 
if somebody's starting out or they're just finding you, where would you suggest that they start with their their new with Authors XP? Well, I guess it depends on if you're you know your primary focus is immediate sales or you know building yourself as an author over time. I, I the mailing list builders, um, like you said, are awesome for the long haul, so that you can keep building your newsletter. I get lots of authors too that say I'm absolutely not going to do my own newsletters, too much work, you know, whatever. So um, they usually just do the sales. So you know, you can try the daily deal for ten bucks. You know, you can't really go wrong. And you can do the series spotlights and do your whole series. So those are probably my top three favorite. Okay. And do people have to have a certain, do you, have you seen like a price range that works the best for the daily deals and the, well, the sales promotions? I just kind of decided in my head I would try and leave it at $10 for as long as I can. And then you, you have the option to upgrade to, um, I think it's $20. And then I put you at the top of the newsletter. Um, so you can, you can go to 20 if you want. <laughs> well, I mean... I mean, for the how, how they price their book when they put it. Like, oh, you, oh, oh, yeah, it definitely helps to be um, two ninety nine or less. Okay. And actually, BookBub did a whole one of their articles. They showed the drop off basically. So you know, how many people will get a free book? How many will get a ninety nine cents? The, the people that sign up for sites like mine are that's their primary goal is to, to get a deal. So no, you're not going to sell a whole lot of you know six ninety nine. Okay. Yeah, so using using that time, what I you know, if you if you normally have it at five ninety nine or six ninety nine and you knock it off, then psychologically people think they're getting a deal and you're going to make money and you're going to find new readers. So, <laughs> you know? yeah, I mean the key is to get get new readers and, and you know have that series. That's I know everybody has their own thing that they like to write. Some people really only write one offs and whatnot, but. Like if you're going to be in it for the long haul, you're pretty much going to have to figure out how to do a series because that's what really keeps people reading them. Yes. Yes. This is <laughs> what I'm working on now. Because <laughs> I was stubborn for years and then I was like, oh, I guess I have to write some sequels. Um, so good advice. So where can people find your books? Um, and then where can people sign up and look at Authors XP? Uh, my books are all on uh, Amazon. I'm a uh, Kindle Unlimited author, so um, okay, that's where they are. And um, and uh, you can stop by my website at amyfatsat.com and sign up for my newsletter, and I'll let you know about sales from me and other people. And um, and then authors XP is at authorsxp.com. And can they can sign up as an author, and then they can also sign up as a reader, right? readers right in the center and then this up, up in the upper right hand corner is a, a, a login for authors or setting up a new account which awesome. is great awesome well i can't um recommend it enough as i've said i've i've really benefited from it so thank you for coming on and sharing with people how um, authors xp is helping indie authors i really appreciate you thank you for having me Hey, you're still listening. Since you are, could you do me a favor and head over to the app that you're listening to this episode on and hit the subscribe button and then rate and review the show? 
It would really help the Pencils and Lipstick podcast get out into the world. And if you're enjoying the podcast, well, then there might be more people out there who would enjoy it as well. If you want to find out more about me, you can head over to catcaldwell.com. I have my story over there, my books, my interactive journals, my one-on-one coaching information, and information on my creative writing community membership group. If you're looking to write a book or you are a writer and you just want to find out more about how to write, how to publish, how to format, how to market, and all the things that go into being an author these days, check out the membership group. There is a 14 free day trial that you can try it out, get into the masterminds, find out all the goodies that we are talking about in the group. I would love to see you there.